Welcome to Torah from Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, Minnesota. Here is the place to hear much of the great sermons, teachings, and speakers happening each week at our synagogue. Whether you are able to make it in person or not, each week you will find new Jewish content to inspire, motivate, and bring meaning to you wherever you find yourself. I hope you enjoy the teaching and feel free to contact us anytime about it by calling us at 651-252-6411 or emailing us at Rabbi Marcus Rubenstein at templeofaron.org. Enjoy and we hope to see you soon. Welcome back to Torah from Temple of Aaron. Today you will be hearing a sermon I gave at Temple of Aaron on December 25th, 2021 at Shabbat morning services on Parshat Shemot. The sermon is about the need for each and every one of us to have confidence in the gifts God gave us and use it to serve the world. I hope you enjoy. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. You may be seated. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom to you. Once again, we come to the holiday season, a deeply religious time that each of us observes, each in his own way, by going to the mall of his choice. Said Dave Barry, a famous commentator, famous humor columnist in the Miami Herald. You know, my, my mother right now is, as many of you know, we, she, my parents bought a house in Invergrove Heights. Yes, it's true. The whole Rubenstein clan will be Minnesota residents. And yes. Mom, you see, you got friends. It's okay. You know, and um, she, so she's in the process of moving in a, a couple months, but she's probably going to kill me for saying this. Um, don't kill me. Um, but uh, she's in the process of moving uh, stuff out of her, uh, her, her, her house. And um, my mom's a little bit of a shopper. She, that's what she does to de-stress. Her favorites are TJ Maxx, Kohl's, Home Goods. So the best thing you can do, if you want to become my mom's friend, just tell her the best TJ Maxx to go to in the city. And Home Goods, you can be her friend that way. But she was actually um, had to, you know, the thing when you move out of your house that you're living in for 35 years is that you have to actually think of what you need and what you don't need. And uh, a couple of months, a couple years ago, actually, she had so many clothes in her closet that literally the closet actually fell down. The whole entire thing, like it literally uprooted from the wall and brought the wall out. That's how many clothes were there. I don't know if anyone can identify with that. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry, Mom. I love you. But um, I'm also a shopper, too. So uh, she has, as Rachel understands as well, I'm a shopper as well. Um, so I understand, and, 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 and she's, she said to me over and over again, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do this. But she's already mapping out where the TJ Maxx's and Kohl's are in, in the city. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Egan's a very good place to shop. That's where the Costco is, which is extremely dangerous to our family. Um, you go in for one thing, you buy $800 more. Um, all right, we all know that. Um, and <laughs> famously... Um, um, so, so the question, of course, is, is, is why do we shop? Why do we do this to ourselves? We, do we, I, I think the pandemic has taught many of us that we don't need all this stuff that we buy, yet we still continue to shop. Well, the famous Minnesotan uh, Tammy Faye Baker, famous actually evangelist, um, uh, quote an evangelist on Christmas, why not? Um, so she said, it was once said, she once said, I always say shopping is cheaper than a psychologist, right? that it's better to go, it's cheaper to shop than pay for a psychologist. Sorry for psychologists out there. Um, 
Maybe it's true. I don't know if shopping is as good as going to a psychologist, but at least that's what she said. But why do we go shopping? I mean, I really, maybe it's temporarily, it helps us for a second. It's instant gratification. It makes us feel better for two seconds. But does it really help us? Not really. We add more stuff. That's for sure true. Um, you can see with my, uh, my, my, two, my two and a half year old right now, she, Hadassah, she has a toy. She plays with it for 10, 15 minutes, and then it's like it never existed. You know, maybe she plays with it for a day or two. It's the best thing in the whole entire world. We're, we're still all kids. It's the same thing, way we treat every possession. Except, of course, Ken's sweaters, which stay with us from generation to generation. <laughs> I love you. Um, but, um, so wh why do we do all this shopping? Why do we do this? Um, so I looked up some statistics, um, and I want to ask this question. Do you believe that you are valuable? Do you believe you're valuable? I hope you say yes. But many of us do not think we're valuable, unfortunately. 85% of the world's population are affected by the malady of low self-esteem. 75% of the girls in American school districts report low self-esteem and they report engaging in negative activities like cutting, bullying, smoking, drinking, or disordered eating because of it. That's a lot. Big deal, big problem in our society today is low self-esteem. And I would argue that it's not just in our society today, it's always been an issue dealing with our own esteem, our own self-esteem. And I usually don't talk about self-esteem, I'm usually actually talking about caring more about others. But I think we also sometimes need to talk about our own self-love. Do we love ourselves also? Do we care for ourselves? Do we take care of ourselves? And the question is, why don't we take care of ourselves? You think of anybody that you take care of, you take care of yourself. Why don't you take care of yourself? And it's because the rabbi said we have something inside of us called the Yetzirah. We have this, what I like to translate a lot of times as selfish intention, a selfish voice inside of our head. But I would say it's this negative voice in our head, saying, constantly saying, you are not capable. You are not valuable. You can't do it. Right? This is the voice that is constantly going in our head. Does anyone report that? Does anyone feel that that voice is in their head too? Wow, I'm the only one. Maybe Jan a little bit, right? So, some, we, right? We all have this. Some more, some less, but we all have this negative voice inside of us that says, you just can't. You can't do it. But we know that that is a false voice. That that is a false voice. Now, that voice can be productive once in a while because it helps us reach out to others. But actually, it could be very, very destructive. And why can it be destructive? Because the second that, that Yetzirah convinces you, that voice inside convinces you, and says to you, you're not worth it, and you actually listen to it a sec you, for a second, you're willing to engage in behaviors of instant gratification. You look saying, I'm not worth the long-term healthy behaviors, so I'm going to go out and search for things that make me instantly happy, like go out and buy something to make me feel better, or I'm going to gorge myself with food because that's going to make me feel better because I don't feel good right now, and that's going to make me feel better. But we all know, and we know deep down inside that long-term, that's actually not going to make us feel better, but at that moment, we're not actually caring for ourselves. We're listening to the negative voice inside of ourselves that says, we're not worth it, we're not capable. And I want to go a step deeper. I want to say that that's the voice that enslaves us. That that's the voice that oppression does to us. That's that, that is the voice of oppression. 
You see, the people are, are, are people when they were in Egypt. They entered Egypt with the greatest of heroes. They entered Egypt with Joseph and Jacob, great Saudi king, great righteous people. The, the brothers of Jacob were supposedly great righteous people, great Saudi king. And there was so much light for the Jewish people. They entered Egypt and the Egyptians looked at them and said, who are these unbelievable people? And literally, Joseph saved the whole entire world from the famine. The most unbelievably brilliant person. They were geniuses. And Egyptians looked at them literally like they were princes walking in. But guess what? Jacob passed away. And Joseph passed away. And soon all of the generations, all that generation passed away. And the Jewish people looked around and said, now we have to work for the Egyptians to gain food. We don't have our great tzaddikim and great righteous people. We don't have our great geniuses. Who are we? We're nothing. Let's be more like the Egyptians. And they started to look at themselves as lacking. They started looking at themselves as saying, we're not capable. And what happens when they started looking at themselves and saying, we're not capable? The Egyptians looked at them and said, they're not capable. Right? And enslaved them. And at that point, the Egyptians were actually able to enslave the Jewish people. The Egyptians went from thinking the Jewish people were the greatest people in the world to then thinking of them as people that they can enslave. It happened that quickly. That's what happens when we change the way we think about ourselves. That's what happens when we stop engaging in loving who we are. And of course, our, our, our Redeemer is born in this Parsha. And what does our Redeemer do? What does Moshe do as a leader? He says, I can't do it. He has the same malady. But, and of course, because he's a Jew as well. Why do you think God became so upset with him? Because he said he couldn't do it. God says, I'm sick of the people who say they can't do it. You can do it. I created you. I created, a, you are a vessel of godliness. You have the capability of doing so much good. You have the capability of rescuing the Jewish people. Because I so desire. So what did Moses do? The person who said he couldn't do it? <sighs> he came back and convinced those slaves that they were worth it. Over and over and over again. He came, comes out of his castle and he sees an Egyptian being beaten. Someone who doesn't believe in their own value. Someone who's being devalued. And he strikes the Egyptian day, saying, down saying, This person has value. What happens next? He sees Jewish people beating up on each other, fighting each other. He says, how can you be fighting each other? You're B'Tselem you're made in the image of God. How can you be beating each other? You're worth it. Stop arguing over these small things. You are worth it. You need to care for yourself. Don't treat yourselves the way the Egyptians treat you, and then you'll only begin and continue enslaving yourselves. And then finally... The oppression we're still dealing with today, unfortunately. The oppression of women in society. Moses goes to the well in Midian, in the wilderness, and he sees women being oppressed. <coughs> and the women can't do anything about it. They're being oppressed by the male shepherds. And what does Moses go and do? And he goes and saves them and says, You're worth it. Don't give in. You have value. Don't let them treat you like that you don't have value. You have value. Moses was the one who said, you have value. You do not need to be slaves. Don't think about yourselves the way they think about you. 
You do not need to do that. You need to value yourself. You need to care for yourself. And that's what's going to lift you up out of impurity. It's the redemption of actually having a little bit of self-love, about lifting ourselves up. And when we don't deal with our low self-esteem, instead we have instant gratification. We want to make ourselves feel better temporarily. We say, this is what I deal with, I'm not going to clean up my toys. Right? Why does Hadassah not want to clean up her toys? She wants to do something else. Right? If she actually cared for her toys and she cared for herself, she'd say, I'm going to clean up my toys because I want to have my toys next time because I care for myself. I don't need to rush right to the next thing because I have an internal sense of happiness. Of course, you can't expect that from a two-year-old. Soon enough, maybe. But it happens to me, too. I'm not going to work out today. I'm tired. I ate too much. I'm not going to reply to all of my emails. I don't feel good today. I'm not going to take the time to listen to someone because I have too much troubles myself. Who am I to listen? I'm not going to take the time to appreciate what I have. Instead, I'm going to buy something new. I'm going to run around like a chicken with my head cut off because I don't have enough inside, because I don't value what I have, at least at this very moment. And the worst of all, I'm not going to confront this challenging problem. Instead, I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to procrastinate it because I don't believe I can solve it. The worst malady of all. Humans are fantastic problem solvers. The most healthy thing we could do is confront a problem head on and believe that we can solve it and we can deal with it. So what's one thing we could do? Well, Simon and Garfunkel, I love music, taught us, slow down, you're moving too fast. You got to make the morning last, right? We move too fast. We're in the society where everything has to be immediate. We're in the society where our tweets need to be less than 250 characters. We're an Instagram society. We're a Facebook society. We're a society where we can't stand for one second without looking at our iPhone and seeing if we've gotten any notifications or text messages or emails. We're a society where we can't shut ourselves off for two seconds. We're a society where we can't watch a whole entire baseball game because it's too long. We can't listen to each other. We can't relate to each other. We can't connect to each other. Why? Because I would argue we don't value ourselves. We need to rush around to the next instant gratification, the next thing, what's going to make me happy now? What's going to make me happy now? What's going to make me happy now? That's not valuing ourselves. As the expression goes, haste makes waste. Not because we make mistakes, but because, again, we don't actually value what we have. And, of course, that's what the Egyptians did to the Jewish people. How did the Egyptians enslave the Jewish people? They said, you have to work for your food. And they gave them too much labor so that they couldn't think for themselves anymore. Lifting the brick and mortar. You have to make this much amount every day, this much, and kept rising the standards so they were rushing around and they couldn't think for themselves. And what did that do? That buried them deeper down in self-loathing and enslaved them deeper and deeper until finally Moses was able to come and say, there's somebody out there that cares for you. And that's why you, need to, you actually need to care for yourself more. So maybe we can shop a little less. Maybe we can have a little bit more gratitude. Maybe we can delay ourselves a little bit from going and buying the next best thing. 
learn to love ourselves because God created us in God's image. I really want us to understand deep inside, and, and, and I think part of Rabbi Rachel's and our job and, and hopefully our function at Temple Iron is to, is to help you understand that each and every one of you have unique potential inside. And maybe we don't execute it every day, maybe we don't live with it, but each and every one of us are so, so damn precious. And, and if we don't understand that, then there's nothing. Yes, we all have to improve. Yes, we all have to change. Yes, we have to all have to grow. We're dynamic individuals. But if it's not on a foundation, and it's not on a base that we are worth it, then there's no ability to grow. And if we don't believe that we're worth it and we don't believe we're valuable, then there's no way that we can ever free ourselves. So slow down this holiday season. Remember who you are and what you are worth. There is and will always be a voice telling you that you are not worth it. That voice will never go away. We only ask God that may God bless us with the strength to turn asunder and look inwards, realizing what a gift God gave us to just be you and me. Shabbat shalom, everybody. We turn...